Welcome to Deep Waters. I'm George Jakovic once again with the champions, Paulie Malinashi and Chris Algieri. Guys, it was a, a relatively slow weekend, but it's ramping back up. Today, we're talking about Jared Anderson. Jared is headlining an ESPN card against Andre Rudenko this Saturday. Guys, Paulie, start with you. He just had a fight last month. So it's pretty rare nowadays for guys to be fighting back-to-back, month-to-month. But but he did it, and he had a tough fight. He was in there tough with Charles Martin. Yeah, an ex-world champion that he, he beat. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely a, a good resume filler. But at the same time, you want to keep that momentum going. You know, it, we maybe we don't see it that often. But this is something we did used to see. Remember Mike Tyson fought like a million times a year uh, to start out his career, you know, until he uh, won the heavy world heavyweight title. So I don't, I don't mind seeing this. I think it keeps Jared Anderson in the gym. I think it keeps Jared Anderson sharp. And I think it keeps Jared Anderson confident. And I think uh, that's uh, th- those those uh, those factors uh, play a big part in, in the development of a uh, heavyweight contender. Yeah, I mean, I like it, but it does concern me a little bit. You know, back to back fights, it's, you know, it's his first time going the distance with someone uh, of that nature. And, and he got hit with some big shots in that fight as well. And, you know, I, th- we, I think we always forget about the damage that guys take in camp. So I'm always concerned when they got fights that are that close, especially, you know, listen, Martin's a puncher and, um, you know, Jared's super young. And I like the momentum. I like that idea. And obviously he's young. It, it, the bounce back is usually quicker. But now when I first heard this was announced, I was like, man, that's that's a really quick turnaround after the biggest win of his career. But like you said, Chan, like Tyson used to do it. And a lot of guys used to do it. It's, it's kind of a throwback to, to the way things were in the 90s and the 80s. Um, hopefully it, it, it's hopefully I'm just being concerned for no reason. And, and he can go out there and, and keep keep this train going. Yeah, but Chris. I mean, I, I, Tyson, some of Tyson's fights went a distance, too. He went a distance with Quick Tillis. He went a distance with Mitch Green. I mean, he was getting right back in there regardless. Um, they don't make him like they used to. Or maybe they do, as we see with Jared. Yeah, maybe Jared is. Yeah, maybe he is a throwback. Well, Chris, he went the distance the first time in his career. But um, I don't know if everyone remembers, but he got cracked in that fifth round. He won a decision. He got cracked in that fifth. And he, I mean, he was really hurt at the very end of the fight, like, 10 seconds before the bell rang, he really got cracked. Um, did you see anything in that fight that concerned you, or was this a learning experience? I think I know, I think it was a great fight. I think it was a great step up for him, a huge step up for him. Uh, Charles Martin is is no slouch, and it, it was it was I was very impressed with his uh, his ability to deal with someone at, at the world class level like that um, to deal with the adversity of getting hurt. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it was a it, it was a great win. It was a it was a, a calculated risk that that his team was confident that that he would pass, and he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> not every fight's going to be easy, even if you are the super talented guy the way the way that I uh, that he is. Um, and no, you need fights like that. So you need to get hurt. You need to get. You need to be in tough fights. You need to be able to dig deep. And and Jared Anderson showed that, and that's that's super impressive. Paulie, what about you? I mean, he got cracked a few times in that fight. What did you see from that fight with, with Jared? You, uh, you can't get in the shower without getting wet, man. You know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you, as you step up in the level of opposition, some shots are going to get through. They're going to hit you. It's the way you rebound. It's the way you come back from that. It's the way you deal with that adversity. And it's also your ability to 
not get into those adverse situations on a regular basis. And it also starts to separate you more and more and more, regardless of, of stepping up in the level of, of opposition. And I think Jared Anderson, yeah, okay, so he got himself into a, one or two adverse situations in that, in that fight. But again, it's a maturing fight. It's a fight where you see where he's at. It's 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 also a confidence-building fight because he's beating an ex-world champion, uh, a guy who was a bonafide ex-world champion. You know, Martin had the IBF heavyweight title that he lost to Anthony Joshua back in the day. And and so, you know, and and and, and like, uh, like Chris said, you know, he, he's a puncher. You know, uh, uh, Martin is a puncher. Martin is known to be a, you know, a, a pretty dangerous guy. Also, Southpaw heavyweights. I feel like there's more now than there was in the past, and you know, you're dealing with that as well. You know, it's um, it's uh, it, again, it's all part of the maturing process. Yeah. So you know, he he went ten for the first time in his career, and Chris, it, it's funny. You know, I, you read the boxing websites after, and a lot of people were on his bandwagon. The next American hopeful. And because he struggled a little bit, but won a clear decision, a lot of people put, you know, they, they were actually ripping him. I saw a lot of articles ripping him for, for that fight. But, Paul, you brought up Mike Tyson. I remember when Tyson fought Tillis. He was unbeaten. He went 10. A lot of people thought Tyson lost that fight. And some people were jumping off the bandwagon. A couple months later, Tyson was heavyweight champion of the world. So, Chris, the, the, the pressures and the criticism that's – on Jared Anderson, do you think it's warranted or is it a little too much? No, I mean, I, I we just talked about how how important that fight was and and how we rose to the occasion and you got to deal with adversity. I think it's a good thing. You know, the press is just they're, they're, they're a bunch of knuckleheads a lot of the times. They, they're just they're super high on you today and then tomorrow, you know, you you, you stumble a, a, a moment and they're they're off the train. Yeah, just like you said. So I, I wouldn't take I would take that with a grain of salt. It, it, boxing is what have you done for me lately? He goes out there, he looks great this weekend. They're going to be high praising him once again. So he's just got to do what what he does. He's going out there and 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 win these fights and win, win them big. Um, you know, his first step up fight, it wasn't a walkover. Good, good. It's not supposed to be. You're supposed to have tough fights. And Charles Martin's a very tough guy. If I'm Charles Martin, I would be I would be pissed that the that the press are, are are treating it like that because he was a real a real stiff test. And you know that's 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 the kind of fight that you're not really sure if Jared's going to win that fight. Yeah, he should, especially if he is the future of the heavyweight division. But that's that's no gimme. And, and you know what? You you make a point. You know, uh, champ. Uh, you know, people are they're knuckleheads, and people's opinions change drastically based on details and whatnot. I'm gonna give a quote. For, I'm gonna give a movie quote. If anybody remembers the movie Gladiator, and um, and uh, Hawking Phoenix is the ruler, and he and his sister is talking to him, and uh, he was Hawking Phoenix was mad that they were cheering on uh, Russell Crowe's character, and. Uh, what does she say? What does she tell him to make him feel better? She says, the mob, the mob is fickle, brother. The mob, the mob is fickle, brother. Basically, like tomorrow they'll they'll boo him, today they'll cheer him. And and that it really is true. I always remembered that. I always kept that thing in mind when and as I was going into my professional boxing career. The mob really is fickle. The media, the fans, you can be everyone's favorite today and be the most hated tomorrow, and then go back and be everyone's favorite the day after that, based on things performances you give, based on things you say or don't say, and things and, and, and all of those things combined. So the mob is fickle. Um, right now, people are have questions about Jared Anderson. Tomorrow, he might be the next best thing, just like there were questions about Mike Tyson after the Tillis fight, and then he was heavyweight champion, and everybody was on the bandwagon again. Well, guess where the mob isn't fickle, and I love Paulie. Always, Paulie's always bringing up a movie. Dude, you know, we got to up our he's, game. He's the resident Chris. movie guy. But <laughs> guess where the mob guy. isn't fickle when it comes to Pro Box TV and the Wednesday Night Fight Series, September sixth. It's another banger. I mean, you got Hot Rod. I'm not going to even try and say his name against Mickey Ellison. I think there are a couple of light heavyweights. Guys, Wednesday Night Fights, Pro Box TV. This looks like another great fight, Paulie. 
Your boxing channel, baby. You know, Hot Rod is uh, you know, was a was a, a big time contender. Uh, been in the ring with guys like uh, Bitter Bev, obviously, who's who's you know one of the killers of of, of the boxing of the sport of boxing right now. But Hot Rod really is a, a guy who you know can move move and position himself into a into a light heavyweight shot here. You know, uh, the the. The, you know, you can see better be getting a little older. You see some names starting to come in there. You know, uh, I, a win here and and and, and will look good here against a Mickey Ellison, who's no gimme, by the way. You know, as we never give gimmies here on Pro Box. You know, can can put him can position him back into a possibly a big fight, which is what the point of Pro Box is, right? You 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 come here, you get your wins, you look good, and you move on to the big big time. Yeah, Chris, good fighters and great fights. That's the model. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and and. Hot Rod's one of those guys, I mean, like you said, Champ, he's been to the world-class level already, and he's on his way back. And a lot of times, we have prospects on Pro Box that are coming up, but we also have fighters that have been there and are trying to get back to that that lofty stage, and, and Hot Rod's one of those guys. Super talented guy. Um, I, I've I've been on cards with him. I've been in the gym with him. Um, you know, he's he's got great uh, talent. He's got great height and, phys and physicality for the weight class. And like you said, I, I could see him fighting for a world title soon. A big win here on this kind of platform would be a, a massive, massive uh, win for him, and uh, and get him right for that, right, right, ready for that title shot. And like you said, this is this is not an easy fight because we don't do those. We have can't miss made events time and time again. I, I'm 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 like so thrilled every week doing these shows because of how good the main events are. Even if I'm not exactly sure who the guys are while I'm doing my research, it always turns out to be great matchups, uh, great fights. Makes our job as commentators very easy. Boy, I, the, my only regret is it's not every week. I wish this was a, a weekly show, oh, but who knows? Pump With the Pro brakes. TV, that could the be... brakes. Me and Paulie need to need the rest in between these. <laughs> see, but but as a fans, we don't fans don't think about that. We just want to see the fights. But yeah. uh, I get your point. So I want to talk a little bit, Chris, uh, with Jared, the, the the pressures that he's under because all fighters are under pressure, and he's mm -hmm. like America's next great heavyweight. There was a viral clip that that Top Rank did with a show they did before his fight with Charles Martin, and he was talking with Roy Jones. And he was crying and he was talking about the pressure. He said, it's really, I, I didn't really want this pressure. I don't know if boxing is the only thing that's going to make me happy. And it was a very, uh, a very intimate moment. And he, and he cried. Um, I want to ask you about that. If you saw the clip and what was your reaction? Because this was before the fight. Obviously, he had a tough fight. He weathered the storm and moved forward. But, but talk about that clip. And um, I don't know anything that stood out to you, Chris. I might have a very different reaction to this than a lot of other people. I think that that wasn't just like you said, you said the word intimate and candid is what comes to mind. That didn't need to be filmed. That that's something that happens between two, two grown men to a former, former legend, a current legend and former world champion, multiple time world champion, giving advice to his younger charge, which is very, very common and happens in gyms and homes and all over all throughout history that's happened. And yeah, he got emotional. He, he got real. He got raw. And it just so happened that it's on camera because we're in 2023 and what's not on camera these days. Literally, you, you you can't do anything without it being on social media or having a camera in your face. And also when you're a guy like Jared Anderson, who is a 23-year-old phenom that everyone is calling the future of the heavyweight division, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him. And with those eyes comes pressure. So for me, I look at that. I, I don't take as much from that, I think, as a lot of people are talking about it because, listen, I, we've all been there. I, you know, I can't speak for other people, but I know I've had a lot of emotional moments in, in this ride throughout my boxing career. And if all of them were on camera, you would probably thought I wasn't going to make it either. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take too much out of it. Um, you know, just that he's obviously he's a very thoughtful, emotional guy. You know, they were talking about his mother and his upbringing. So it's a lot of things that can really touch your heart. So 
I don't know. I, I just feel like that that's probably shouldn't have been on camera. We probably should have never saw that interaction. I, um, I'll say this. I think at, at the end of a training camp when everything is so, so, you know, everything's coming together and, and, and you've done so much hard work and you, you know, you're, you're questioning a lot of things, you know, you're wondering a lot of things, you know, you're, you're ready, but there's so much, so much is still up in the air. I don't know if the, he was at the end of a training camp, but I'll say this out. You're very emotional at the end of camp. I know champ, you said after fights, you'd be, uh, you, you, you tended to feel emotional. I tended to feel more emotional at the end of camp when it was like just coming together. And there was a lot of, still a lot of questions, you know, where you're confident, but you have so many questions about, you know, your future and, and how this is, this is about to impact your future in one way or the other. And uh, I don't know if I, I, I'm, I'm just guessing maybe G you, maybe, you know, this better than me. Was that at the end of his training camp or was that after another fight? You know what I'm no, saying? No, it was, it was towards the beginning of camp when, when Roy was there and Roy was only there for a day. So it was, yeah. it was camp. I think there were a few weeks into camp when Roy was there. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, everybody who has a uh, different re emotional reactions, I think, I think you can use emotion to charge you up. I think you can use emotion to, you know, you, you can also destroy you. Don't get me wrong. You have to know how to channel it. But, but I think that you can use emotion to, um, to uh, manipulate your, your best assets towards, uh, towards your performance. And, um, you know, there are guys that, that do that. I remember I, I saw Pete Sampras once in an interview say that, you know, and the emotion can be the biggest motivator, you know? And it was funny because until I saw that, until I saw him say that in an interview, I had always been told that emotion will hurt you in boxing, you know, emotional, you know, emotional reaction, emotional decision. So it depends on how you channel it. Um, certain, but I think uh, it, there are certain moments because boxing is such a lonely sport where, where you do tend to feel uh, that, that weight of the world in, in just moments, you know, it's not something, I don't, I don't think it's something that you feel all the time, but I think there are certain moments where certain factors come together or certain conversations with a legendary fighter that you may have looked up to like Roy Jones. And I think it just, you know, that, that weight of the world feeling might be, might hit you just in that moment right there, you know, but you know, you, you'll go out two hours later and train like it's nothing. And, and, you know, it'll, it'll, you'll, you'll, you'll get yourself back together and, and, and channel it the right way. Um, I don't have a problem with uh, uh, Jared Anderson uh, having those emotions uh, as long as he knows who he is deep inside and, and what he what he plans to accomplish deep inside and the statement that he plans to to show the world and, and the uh, and the, uh, the the sport of boxing and the fans and everything else, you know, because ultimately that's that's your motivator. You you have a, you do this for yourself. Well, Chris, just to button up the, the pressures and, and the mindset. Uh, Jared's also said he doesn't love boxing, that he wants to be out of the sport by, you know, 27 years old. I believe he's 23. Now, when you when when you see those things in print and you hear those things, you wonder, does a guy really want it? Um, am I reading or do fans read too much into that when you see quotes like that? I believe it when I see it, because I said the same thing. I said that I was going to be done. I was going to be a world champion. I was going to make a million bucks and I was going to move on. And but now boxing, boxing's one of those one of those good bad relationships one of those it's uh yeah it, it, it's a it's a tough thing to leave you know boxing boxing is the meanest mistress out there and uh you know well again i'll believe it when i see it because he's, he's still got a long way to go um and when you've been doing something your whole life he's only 23 you know if he's gonna do a couple more years or whatever he said he was gonna do we'll, we'll see um a lot can change in that, in that amount of time <clears throat> especially when you got a lot of money coming in and especially when you are on the top of, of something that you're really good at um, it's really hard to be really good at something. And if you're as good at something as, as these guys are, world champions are, it's hard to walk away from it. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of times when you're a young guy, you know, being a fighter is what defines you as a man. And I think a lot of fighters go through that. That's why retirement's so difficult for so many guys. So yeah, we'll see. 
becomes yeah, a hundred percent. It's, 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 it's a, it's not, I, I, we talk about the relationship of boxing. I mean, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy relationship. You know, we, we, we all are obsessive and, um, you know, is that there's that great, great quote from Floyd Patterson that I always post on St. Valentine's day where, you know, she, boxing can be cruel. It can be mean, but I love her no matter what. And that's, that's how we all kind of feel. It's the only reason we all do it. Um, you know, and, and there are times throughout my entire career where I loved boxing more than anything. And there were times that I hated it deep down into my core. And I was, I was not, uh, I was not shy about saying that, you know, I, I, I hate this business. I hate this game. And I still say it to this day, it's the, it's the best sport in the world, worst business. And it can really rip your guts out throughout your whole career. And I know I felt like that. Um, okay. So we'll see. We could have caught him in a moment where he was saying that, but I guess we'll see. And in some ways, because we're crazy as fighters, you got to be a little crazy to do this for a living. It's yeah. therapy. It's really therapy. I feel like a lot of fighters fall off the wagon after they retire because they lose that therapy. It's like they got to move into a different kind of therapy. You know, maybe they need real therapy because fighting for fighters, for a lot of fighters, fighting is actually therapy. It's like you just you come together within yourself. And, and, and you're, you know, you come from a life that's a mess. You come from a life that, you know, uh, you know, it has, has had a lot of question marks and whatnot. I mean, you just, it, it, come, it, you, it feels complete when you're competing, you know, when you're fighting. And I think that it becomes that therapeutic uh, feeling. And I think when you lose it, some fighters, you know, not all fighters, but some fighters fall off the wagon when they retire, you know? So you think about it's like guys like Jerry Cooney and whatnot, you know? So, so, you know, I think sometimes some of those kind of guys might need real therapy after they're done, you know, just like, just like you have to go to rehab, for a drug problem or for an addiction problem, you know, you might have to get sent to White Sands. You might have to get sent to White Sands. We need a boxing, we need a boxing halfway house on your way out of your career <laughs> to get yourself back into society. I think part of it is also like your boxing is inherently self-destructive and, and every fighter is inherently self-destructive. So now when the, when the fight game's over, and you don't have that outlet for that destruction. That's where guys fall into substance abuse, alcoholism, uh, violence. You know, and that's why you see a lot of guys that aren't able to, to transition from that, that the life of a boxer to being a regular, a regular man. Or so, uh, yeah, no, it's just it's, it's deep stuff, man. Boxing is deep. This is why we're, we're, we're talking about it on deep waters. Well, so Jared Anderson, guys, he's got a fight coming up on Saturday on ESPN against Andre Rudenko. Chris Rudenko is 39 years old. He's, um, sort of like a, a journeyman. Um, this seems like a sort of a bounce back fight, I would think, for Jared Anderson. What do you what, what do you think about Saturday and that matchup? Yeah, I mean, it, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So that's that's kind of, you know, you, you nailed it right on the head. This does seem like it's a, <clears throat> a get back fight for for Jared after having a, a tough a tough one out, but they want to keep him keep him in the eye, keep him in the media present, um, you know, get, get past that last fight and, and get another good signature win. But this is heavyweights. Anything can happen at heavyweight. So, um, you know, he still has to be careful. He still has to go out there and treat this guy like he's world class and, and, and do what he does. Because if heavyweight, one, it only takes one punch, but also a bad performance. We talked about that earlier, how, how people can flip on you. So he's got to go out there and shine. Paulie, what do you think about the matchup? I think, uh, you know, just to piggyback off of what Champ was saying, you know, it, you're, it looks like a dog, acts like a dog, and talks like a dog, right? He's got the shiny record, 35 and 6, which a good promoter will always provide. A good promoter will always provide the look. Uh, and so this is a, 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 it looks good. It's a, it's a fighter who's 35 and 6, so Jared Anderson beating a guy who's 35 and 6 looks good. But a closer look under the microscope and you see what, exactly what you said, geez, 39 years old, a little bit past it. It, it does look like a, a comeback fight after a, a tough fight against Charles Martin. And I don't have a problem with it. He's staying busy. All right, that's it. That's our deep waters on Jared Anderson. 
we'll see. You know, he's he's 23. Is he going to become a heavyweight champion, U.S. American heavyweight champion? We'll see in the future. Pauly, Chris, thank you so much. Pro Box TV, like, subscribe, join, become a part of these shows. This is all boxing. It's all boxing. It's called Your Boxing Channel for a reason. We are Pro Box TV. Again, Your Boxing Channel.